Hello and welcome into the Sora Data Show. I'm Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare. Today to talk about who gets to win on SoRare, how many people get to win, whether too many people win or not enough. We'll see. We'll see where we go. Thanks everyone for coming in live. Looks like uh, Berger, Mike Bastin, and Kevin Hurd on the podiums. Congratulations, guy. Guys, excuse me, Raul is here. What's up? ZMstar, the people that should win are the, are the over-leveraged who need to pay rent. Nothing supports a terrible choice like a reward. All righty. Cold sweat afternoon. Drake Collins says, the only correct answer is the people who watch the Sora Data Show. That I am, I'm into. Let's do that. Um, Mediozo says, I don't know, but 400 points for a tier five is not good. I mean... I guess, I guess. Looking for food says, how many should win an NBA? I don't even know what what NBA rewards look like these days. Mike Basson agreed. Everybody hit that like button. Chani's here. Chani, what's up? Good evening. Tuggy, hello. Fabian, Fabian probably. Daniel, appreciate that. Tuggy, how does one get an, a Silver Data mug? Um, I just ordered it. I actually wish I liked it more. It's too small is the problem. Um, and so, like, I prefer a bigger mug like this. But maybe I'll just get a new one, a bigger one. Um, Mike Basson, what do I win for being on the podium of this show? Hmm. Coins. We'll get you some coins. Tuggy said 400 points for a tier five is better than 400 points for nothing. I, I guess that's that's a way to do it. Um, Roll when the dark theme for Sora data, it's been a year. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done anything over the last year other than just ignore the dark mode requests. So uh, I don't know when. Bouncy said the people who win should be the people who have the lineup with the most points. That's kind of a hot take, Bouncy. Not going to lie. Some think you just need a... He stole it in France. I did not. Some people think you just need 280 points and you should be able to win. Um... Brazil, sorry, data coins. I love it. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, no, but I but I have been thinking about this for for a while, and I've started to look at some actual numbers, and it really hasn't helped me at all in terms of figuring out really what I think about it. But it came up with uh, in the conversation that I had with Andy last week, two weeks ago. And a bunch of other people are having in terms of, you know, whether the threshold needs to stay and what the, you know, beat the game element of so rare should be and the sustainability part of it and all that stuff. And I, I've had a few people kind of reference my thought of allowing basically half of the entries in certain competitions to win and how that kind of relates to some DFS cash games. They're like 50-50 contests. And the more that I've seen people reference that idea, I realize that it's really not a good one, at least to go to 50%. And so I, I tried to pull up some numbers and I wanted to kind of review it. And I, I didn't really know how to have this conversation with someone else, which is why there's nobody else here. Um, but it was more the... I need to talk through this before I have any sort of coherent thought that I should have in front of you know somebody else. Obviously, there are people watching this. Thank you, those who are live here and watching. But 
generally the idea was should how many people should win when it comes to SoRare data or SoRare data when it comes to SoRare and so the reason why the threshold beat the game element is liked by so many people is not just because it pays out the easiest cash on the site. And I'm not saying it's easy to win it. It's easier to win cash by scoring 280 points in limited or rare cap 240 than it is to win cash anywhere else. Now, granted, most places are just podiums. We do see some extended positions paid out in all-star and champion Europe. But my general thought was, are we better off with that kind of gameplay? And what we've seen from that gameplay is that players who generally have lower L15s and are easily projected to outscore those L15s in certain situations, you know, their home favorites or whatever, are more desirable than the elite cards because the elite cards get you closer to to finishing in those cash spots in other competitions, but usually not, usually need five of them to get all the way to the top. And so if if the desire, so it's it's difficult to say like, yes, I want to get these elite cards so that I can come up short of winning in other competitions. But what's the what's the way that we can make the elite cards beneficial or desirable while also being able to pay out more money like they do from the cap 240 competitions and the idea was essentially just ensuring that many more people can win cash in real competitions and i i apologize for saying that like everything but or and that cap 240 is not real obviously it is but it the it it gives us a, it's not a false sense of how many people win, but there is ultimately between like 20 and 30% of the entries in cap 240 each week hit the threshold. And generally in the other competitions, you're looking at an, a high of 2% of the entries are winning something. And I I took like a, not a completely random game week, but I look back at game week 431. We're at four, this weekend is 443. So 431 was like at the beginning of December. And the, it was one of the ones where there was still some America, I mean, America and Asia were open, but it's like the end of their season. So it was like playoffs and stuff. So those competitions were not as, as big as they normally are during their regular seasons. But I also looked at like challenger and, uh, champion Europe and all-star second division, and basically just tried to see how many people are winning cash, like not just rewards, but cash. And Cap 240 right now rewards both cards and cash. And so a redistribution of threshold money to other competitions doesn't really take out the, the need or doesn't remove the cards from the prize pool. Like we have them. And I think the card rewards 
as weird as it sounds, because everybody's you know upset when they score 500, 400 points for tier five. But we know the limitations of card rewards. We know that they can't just give endless ones because there's a maximum number that they can give away and the maximum number they can mint. So the way you make up for that is with other prizes. And because of the threshold, we've gotten used to cash or ETH being that other prize. So in game week 431, which is, again, I haven't looked significantly at this, but the there were 14,453 entries in Cap 240 Rare. I'll also say that I, I only did, I didn't even want to call this an analysis. It's just like a data collection. But I only looked at Rare competitions. I didn't look at Limited. I didn't look at Super Rare. I don't really care at all about Unique. So I didn't look at it. So 14,453 entries, 4,011 hit the threshold. So that's 27.75%. And it's $200,000 and change. $200,550 were paid out from the threshold. And the number, the amount of money paid out in the non-threshold competitions, again, this is just in rare, was 37,855. And I can, I guess I can share this ugly spreadsheet that I have here. Just so you guys can see basically what I did. Um, And again, this is an analysis is literally just, I'll, I'll zoom this in a second. Um, first off, Scosmo, hello. Quinny, what's up? And somebody's asking, how late into a Rivals game can you make a substitution? I assume until the absolute last moment. Uh, GB84, nice to catch one of these live. Thank you for coming in. Dalian, am I an off topic? This feels so on topic here. The off topic doesn't exist anymore. It's just a so rare data show. So anyway, so this is what we have. All right, so 14,000 entries, 4,000 successful, paid out 200 grand. That's literally just 4,011 times 50 because everybody makes $50. And then these are all the places that all of the money that is paid out. So like Challenger, Rare, and Rare Pro, and America, and Asia, and Second Division um, only pay the podium spots. So that's what you'll see. And then this is like the just basically the number of entries. And then uh, Champion Europe Rare paid out to 30th place. That's $100. So everybody, so that, the, you know, 18 to 30 pays out, it'll be 1300 And then Rare Plus is fifteen up to 15th. And All-Star Rare paid out to 80th, 80th, excuse me, in that game week. And All-Star Rare Pro uh, to 30th. What was interesting to me, was that, was that right? Yeah. So like the spots, the number of spots is the same in all-star and uh, champion Europe, but obviously the amount's different. So I tried to basically look at what it meant dollar wise if we started moving money elsewhere. And 
this is where I'm not sure I'm really nailing this or not. So just going through, we have the competition in, in this column, and then this is the total amount of cash that they're paying out in that competition in that game week. And then obviously the number of people who win, so 80 people in All-Star Rare won. And then so, and basically just a percentage of the entry. So 80 divided by 6,039 is 1.32% of the entries in All-Star Rare won cash. That's not how many won cards, just cash. And then I basically looked at how many places get paid if 10% of the users got it. And then I went to 25%. And the reason I wanted to go to 25%, or the reason I did, is what, what does that mean? How many people does it pay? Is that enough? And the 25% is used because that's basically the middle range of how many people hit the threshold each week. And so I feel like when we talk about redistributing cash from cap 240 threshold payments to the other competitions, everyone's like, but so many people win. And I've said that, that the number of people who win cash in threshold, like that's, I think that's really important that that cash just redistribution gets used on the site. And that's not to say that that doesn't cost so rare, but like that's already a cost. So what happens if we take that money and try to find a way that the, basically the same amount of money is distributed, but it's distributed in a way that they're in competitions that finishing higher in the leaderboard gives you more money. But if you're not, you know, if you finish in the top 20, 20%, you do go back with something. And if you finish in the top 20% in All-Star and in Challenger and in Champion and in U23, how maybe you end up actually winning more than you would if it was just cap 240. Now, granted, the minimum is going to be lower. The minimum in, in each competition is going to be lower than what you would get in cap 240. So you're not going to have, I mean, you could win $50, let's say, in one competition. But you could also win $10 in five competitions if you're competing there. And if you're if your base if you're if the lowest amount you can win is $10, but the highest amount you could win is 5 grand. This kind of incentivizes you to improve your 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 lineups. Now, the kind of pushback here is now everybody just needs better cards, which is true. But we also can still include the cap modes in these cash distributions. Just because we're taking the, the theoretical threshold money and putting it from cap 240 and giving it to the other competitions doesn't mean that there's no cash distribution out of cap 240. There is. It's just not as plentiful. Although, frankly, if it's 25%, then at least the same number of people get it. And so, again, this is like super basic. It's one game week. I think one of the biggest problems of using percentage finish, meaning like if you finish in the top 75% or however you want to look at it, 
that obviously the more users that come in, the more money that SoRare pay out. And it's not necessarily, it's not an easily projectable number months in advance. But it is easy to project if we have this many users, then this is what we theoretically could pay out. And so I think it's just something that we need to think about. And let me catch up on the chat here um, because I don't want to ignore it. And I, I will say this. Um, um, so Scosmo, who is here, um, had a, an incredible uh, write-up recently about different ways to that they could do everything, basically. Uh, and I thought it was really, really well done. And it touched on a bunch of things that if anybody, uh, Scosmo, what's the, uh, if anybody could just drop the link in there, um, because everybody should read it if they hadn't, if they haven't, excuse me. But I, I wanted, I don't want to necessarily get rid of this beat the game aspect. And I think it's really, I think it misses the mark if you say like, oh no, we're going to change threshold, but we're still going to have a beat the game aspect, but you just win like boosts and coins and arena tickets. I think people get upset about that, to be honest. Existing users get upset about that. New users, I don't think they necessarily do. So GWAM says, I can only afford to play cap 240 rare. So I don't like the idea of, I don't like this idea of distraction as 240 is the only comp I can play. So you can still play. Like that's the the point is that cap 240 will still have the cash distribution. It's just distributed to the top 25% of entries instead of everyone who beats a number. Now, what could happen in that situation is that you score fewer than 280 points and still win. And I think that's kind of one, one of the things that people miss when it comes to these things, that if you have a threshold, changing from hit this number every week to finish in this percentile, if all of a sudden we're in this weird game week where there's just not that many games and it's really difficult to hit 280, if not that many people are hitting 280, then like 220 could end up paying out. Like who knows? And so that's what that's what we need to start reconsidering. And frankly, looking at these numbers here, you can see people love to compete for cash. 14,000 people entered, 14,453 silver managers entered Cap 240 in this random game week that I found which you can tell by far the highest. If the game changes where this $200,000 that we were initially, we, $200,000 that were paid out in cap 240 to the other competitions, the number of entries in cap 240s absolutely decreases. Like absolutely. Nobody, not, not that nobody would play cap 240, but the incentive the of score this to win this, if that gets removed for beat 75% of the people and win this, I think we'll see entries kind of distribute more. So that's, so uh, to go back to GWAMs there, the, it's not that you can't play cap 240 anymore. It's just that 
the the payout distribution is a little different. And yet it might actually just be the same in terms of the number of people who are actually winning. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. Fell away from the chat again. Um, cap two. So, oh, okay. So GB84 says cap 240 staggered rewards may be better. 320 gets you 50, 325, 275 gets you 15. So I thought about that as well. But you're inherently making, like doing that doesn't work in cap 240 as well as it should work elsewhere. Because a big part of doing, of what the, the, the goal here is to incentivize people to want better players. And so the price of elite players goes up, which means the, price, the value of cards right below elite go up. And people are more incentivized to want to get better instead of want to stay under a cap of 240 points. And so, again, you can you can stay, you can keep playing 240, but the ultimately staggering rewards works just fundamentally makes sense more in all star or in, in any of the competitions than it does in cap 240. So that's the other thing about this data collection. Again, I, I refuse to call this a real analysis because we haven't really analyzed it yet, is this kind of assumes the minimum that if you're in the top 25%, you'll win $10. That's literally what this math is. It's the 25% of the entries times $10. And that's where we get to this 116,000. Now, I don't think that $10 is just what you should get. Like, obviously, we you have to make it look more like like this, this champion in Europe, where first gets a big amount, second gets a big amount, third gets a big amount, fourth through 10, and you just kind of, that's your stagger. And I just haven't taken the time to go through the math yet because I'm not, I'm not sure what the number, like it's, it's, it feels like it's, it's guesswork realistically, like, all right, like what are the numbers? And the biggest kind of factor is if you take the threshold out, like obviously we could still see lots of people playing cap 240. But if there's no threshold, like if there's not a score 280 and win cash, how many of those 14,453 entries go to All-Star or go to, you know, or get distributed to all of the other ones because they actually don't really want to play in Cap 240 anymore? Like I have a Midgeland stack, I have a Midgeland collection, and I play them in 240 because it's like, oh, if I score 280, then I'll, I'll win five bucks. It's a limited collection. Or, yeah. But if it, if it made more sense for me to play the five best cards I have from Midgeland instead of five that fit under 240, and I put them into Challenger, maybe I'll actually win more than $5. And again, this was a rare collect, a rare analysis anyway. Uh, so I'm also here asking the chat that if there's anything that, like specific information that I'm ignoring that we think should be included, just drop that in the chat or leave a comment below if you're watching this after and, and we'll look into it. All right. Sorry. Ch and more, more chat here. Sorry. Mr. Brown said, how do people spend that cash? What percent goes back into the so rare market? 
without the support, what about the market? So I, I don't have a clue because I, like we don't track inflows and outflows. So we don't know how many people are like winning a threshold and then um, removing that money from the site. But I think there's a general belief that most of it stays on the site and that people use that to buy cards. And it's, I think it's a little bit of a misunder, or I guess it's a misunderstanding of people when, when they hear about this, because you're like, oh, Sober is paying you, but then you buy a card and Sober makes money. But it's, Sober is basically earning revenue from their own money. And so it's not really a solution to the cash distribution problem. But it, if people are using that money to then buy more cards in addition to the money that they're putting in, then that's it. Scosmo said, Laird, this is very similar to the idea behind my divisional split. It breaks it to top 26% or so become eligible to win. Yeah. Like I said, his Scosmo's thing was awesome. And so everybody should go read that. Daniel Cooper said, I'd like to see half of the savings from the restructured threshold should go to bolstering top end rewards and the other half should be for depth of cash rewards and region. I, I think that's fine. I do think that there has to be, and, and they, to be honest, they have it now. Like they have, they have bolstered top end rewards. Like they have podium payouts in addition to the best cards that are paid out in that competition, go to the podium spots. And so they're already significantly better than everywhere else. But capping them at three, when we could theoretically go much further, feels advantageous, but it, you need to take the money from somewhere and the threshold is where you take it from. But again, I think a lot of people hear like getting rid of the threshold and they're like, that's ridiculous. Where's, you know, like so rare is just going to pocket this money. And like, that's not the point. The point is less, it, we, we're still getting that money from so rare. I'm not, I'm not here saying so rare should keep that $200,000 for themselves every week. And it's probably, it's more, I mean, that's 200,000 just from rare. That's not limited. That's not super rare. And so I think that money can be distri like distributed in a different way, which is not the same as getting rid of threshold payments. Sorry, I went like dry throat there. Abracadabra said, this would make an already heavy pay-to-win game more top-heavy reward structure. The threshold is essential, in my opinion, for a liquid market. And we saw how the card prices went with the last few threshold adjustments. So again, we're not getting rid of it. But I think that there needs to be a bigger focus on, on using your cards to get better cards instead of using your cards to milk money from a site and then that's it. And you have to do that without stopping payments to all of like cash rewards. Like you're still paying out. Like I don't, you, you can go from playing cap 240 and trying to win $50 or $5 if you play limited every game week to playing like challenger and having a legitimate shot every game week to win something. And you can also do it in champion and second division. And obviously the amounts will be different for each one. Obviously champion Europe will be the highest one because that's what they want everyone to focus on. But that's what 
I, I think the game works be, literally works better that way. And I am completely sympathetic to those who play Cap 240 and say, I can't compete with you know the lineups that go in an all-star. And what my response to that is, is forget about how many people win in all-star now. And think about how many people could win in all-star if the cash prizes went significantly deeper than they currently do. <clears throat> Scosmo said, I'm really glad you're doing this. It's good to see content creators using some critical thinking outside of keep the threshold or ban the threshold. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, Alex Wilson, this was like 10 minutes ago. This said pitchforks at the ready. Um, the good place said, if it's a percentage, what's to stop bots creating a bunch of fake accounts so we all place in the top 25%. So I'm glad you brought that up um, because I did think about that. Well, but I actually didn't think of it that way. It was like, that's the correct way to think of it. And I think I took the incorrect way, but we ended up at the same place that maybe you just don't do a percentage. But also of these 14,453 entries in CAP 240, like how many of them realistically aren't competitive at all. Like that's where I think we get a problem. Like we used to do that analysis weekly when when the threshold was an all-star, like how many people had a, had a DMP, you know, it's the people who tried four-man thresholds and stuff, three-man thresholds. And so I, I do think there is a, there is a problem with that. Um, meaning a problem that like, if bots, if they just flood bots, then what's to stop them? But the, the problem is, is that um, doesn't it theoretically work the other way? That Well, not the other way, but like they, they're going to need lineup. So what happens if they say like you need to have four players play or five players with a game week or something like that, that ensures that real lineups get in? Like I said, I haven't thought of this enough, but that like that I think that's a really good point. That if you just if there are too many dead lineups, then maybe we're all winning. And we can't all win. All right. <clears throat> um Mike Basson said you could set up a private league and fund the prize pool with Larry's college fund to test your hypothesis. <laughs> Larry's college fund is already in so rare cards. Um, Scosmo said there's already a very disproportionate spread of cash payouts towards rare over all scarcities by a lot. Is that right? I don't, I don't know if that's right. I mean, I would assume so. And limited is the only one that I would think just because there's so many people play limited. Um, Daniel said, I think staggering the threshold is mostly a more interesting way to save money in 240 for redistribution rather than trying to get people to buy better cards. So that's, I, I think I mentioned that previously, and I agree with you, that if you're looking at this from a so rare sustainability view, two things have to happen. You have to reduce costs or you have to raise revenue and or. Oh, wow. How about that? And staggering the threshold 
saves money, but it doesn't actually encourage anybody to buy cards realistically. And keeping it in 240 doesn't lead to any any way to get elite cards and and play those. Like that's the problem is that the, the cap is prohibitive. Rikaman said the number of winner doesn't the number of winners don't doesn't equal the individual winners. So it could lead to less individual winners, but more money per person. So that is correct as well. And excuse me. So that is one thing that I that I think it needs to be addressed because you'll end up having like Sean and Nanzo and Black and Bellama and all those guys with big galleries will win cash in every competition that they enter. And right now they, well, a lot of them win cash already in a lot of competitions, but the, the you're, you are correct that the number of winners probably goes down or the number of winners stays, but the, the amount that they win goes down. Sorry. I don't know if you guys could hear that. There was like a huge thing of ice just fell off the house next to me. Anyway. <clears throat> Abracadabra says the important part about threshold is it must stay within the game and not taken out of the game ecosystem. Maybe pay some beat the game threshold and store credit instead of only ETH. So store credit, store credit's the same as cash payouts. Like if you use store credit, as long as it's not a coupon, like if it's directly hey, use you can use all of this on a card. It's still just so rare paying themselves. That's all. Fling Fong said it's not going to be 25%, but 10% is more reasonable. I mean, I think 25% is doable. 20%? Hi, Vita. Dalian said, as a Leeds fan, it's never been a better time for me to hit those top percentiles. I'm down with that, but I'll keep the pitchfork handy if we make the Premier League. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Good Place said, Midgeland suck too much to win anything in a non-cap mode. They're literally in first place. Come on. Bruzel said, Abra is right. The threshold should be top X percent of scores get ETH, the rest get coins. I don't think that's what Abracadabra is saying, though. That's not like top percent of scores is not beat the game. That's just beat a few people, not everybody. Flingfong said, having better top heavy rewards encourage you to build more extensive and better galleries versus a threshold, which is easier to compete in. Therefore, more money stays in the ecosystem. Yeah. Rikamon said, some people have said they should remove limited threshold and give it to rare and above, though. Like, what does that do? Like, I don't, yeah, what does that do? <clears throat> Sorry, I saw this breaking news that Kareem Benzema is looking to leave Saudi Arabia. Shocking. Um. Toby, what do you got here? Doesn't have to be a balanced redistribution either. Can always do a higher percentage of players getting cash in some competitions and keep some competition a little bit more top heavy. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it needs to. Yeah. I think there are so many ways that you can distribute this money. Like this is just literally $10 
to the top 25% in all of these competitions. And as of right now, like we go from in U23 rare, we go from three people winning money to 412 people winning money if you went top 25%. And it's only 10 bucks, but why not? I'm still very behind on the chat. Um, Chani said, if this was to happen, I think so would need to require people to at least play one new season card in All-Star as well to keep people buying. I'll get into the I'll get into the new season thing as well, like needing people to buy new cards. Um, I just want to point out that, and Chani used gas uh, to speak of All-Star. And I think that was a, a, a PSUism. Um, the competition is just called All-Star. It used to be Global All-Star. It's just All-Star now. And for some reason, I've always hated the use of gas. I think too many people use it anyway, so it's not like it's going to drop. But I, I refuse to use it just to just to you know point that out. Daniel, Super is the second highest average threshold payout after rare, then limited, then unique. The total rare payout is 2.6x the super rare payout. You just mean the, the amount of money that they're paid out? <clears throat> it could be. It could be. Um, the Good Place says requiring a new season card goes against the emphasis on collecting, in my opinion. So, and Vita says, for scalability purposes, I don't think Sawyer wants to do a top per percent for accountability reasons as well. So I, I hear that. Um, it, it does feel like if you're, if you have this huge, massive influx of users, though, theoretically, you're selling more cards, right? But it might get out of hand. Who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no idea what the, what the solution is in terms if, you know, if you don't want to use a percentage, but it needs to be. You just need a way for a lot of people to be able to win. And saying that people can win like arena tickets and boosts and coins is, no, nobody would use cash to buy those things right now. <clears throat> and so replacing cash rewards with those things right now, I think is a really bad idea. Um, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be rewarded. It's just the the difference in in what we're looking at right now. That we, we all see threshold payments, and and we know we can win cash that way. And I think we need a different way to do that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I'm six minutes behind on this comment. Just realized how late on the chat Laird is. Obviously, thresholds make people chatty. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just going to basically ignore everything. Limpy says, changing anything in thresholds directly impacts card values and gallery values. This can impact trust of the players in a negative way. So what happens if card values and gallery values go up? because of this change. Like it's possible 
that if you are playing cap 240 right now <clears throat> with 12 cards and always just make sure you have a 240 and you even have like cards that you could buy, like better cards. And you're like, oh, <clears throat> I would love that, but that's too high for cap 240. Like you want the better card and you are literally incentivized not to buy it right now. It's just like the, just like rivals. Like you, you, you have a reason not to buy cards if you want to progress up the leaderboard. Speaking of which, did Morocco close this out? This game over yet? 82nd minute. Just checking my arena. Ooh, that's a close one. This shouldn't even be close. Ugh. And I'm 30 and 8 in the... Anyway. Um, <clears throat> being a... F oh, yeah. Um... Rosé Kinsake, what do you got? Is it about saving money, raising revenue, or increasing the prices of premium cards? Yes. It's all of it. Um, yeah. Now I'm really behind. Here we go. Can we call All-Star ASS instead? Uh, why would you need the extra S? It's just all-star. Um, <clears throat> Camel case 13. Do you think that moving players away from cap modes devalues mid-level players? Thresholds and collections are in part there to provide relevance to mid and lower cards. I don't think they need to get rid of cap modes. I think they need to get rid of beating a number for cash or at least beating a threshold like a, a score number what do you got be if the top 20 percent today is 4000 people put it to top 4000 if tomorrow the top 20 percent is 5000 people and you're making more cash you can increase it to the top 4500 or 5000 but you're you never have to nerf it it's better perception totally agree yeah i think that's fine i think the they could probably just come up with a very basic formula of like, we know how many cards are in play this week. Like you're not going to do 4,000 for a dead midweek versus a, you know, a, a plentiful weekend. But that's, yeah, I think that that's, if we just have a big round number, here's what's at stake. And the you all you have to do is finish in the top 4,000 to win cash. Like that sounds reasonable, right? Like, come on. But I think that's that's how drastic they have to do it. That, and Chani said, when cash payouts were introduced into All-Star, more than just podium values went up. I think a lot of things went into it, but the th that did happen. Like, there were people who were like, I'm going to focus on All-Star because I, you can win cash there. It's just not enough cash. Or, it, or it's not enough places. And so when you look and you're like, oh, the top 80 in All-Star win cash, you're like, yeah, that's great. But what if it was the top 2,000? Like that sounds like something you'd go after, right? It's not just like, there aren't 2,000 whales on the platform. So you can't be like, oh, only whales win it. Like that's a lot of people who could make money in, in All-Star, for example. 
Mike Basson, deserted to show how many cards are being bought through Rivals and or InstaBuy. No, not that I know. I don't, I mean, we have it on each individual page, but we don't, we're not summarizing it anywhere yet. Daniel said, Sower shouldn't make or not make decisions because values could change. They should try their best to make improvements to the game. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I think they also need to recognize that anything that they do to the game affects the market and values. And, and the fact that Nicholas said recently that they don't have, like that the, they don't have control over the market to do that, I think was a, a poor use of words. <clears throat> Braden said, I think people here take thresholds away and they think that all cap modes disappear when in reality it's making cap 240 less overpowered, but you can still win money for it. Braden gets it. It's exactly the case. Like the, the way that the response to changing the threshold and where that cash goes would make you think that 90% of people win it. Like, it's amazing how many people are like, this, that's all I play. And if you get rid of that, then I'm selling up. And you're like, yeah, but you've hit it twice in the last three months. You're like, yeah, but it's something to work for. And it's like, yeah, that, that can still be something. You can still have something to work for. Vita says, I don't trust their dynamic reward system, Laird, you neither. Um, it's easier to mess up card values than than cash. Daniel Cooper, do you deserve a reward for finishing 1,000th? So, I mean, that's a fair, that's fair also. And I think Nanzo has actually said that too. That was his response to my top 50%. He was like, these are just like participation trophies. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, the in this game week that I looked up, whoever finished four thousand and eleventh won fifty dollars. But Daniel wants to take all that away. I'm just kidding, Daniel. <clears throat> Scosmo says one global league, multi-entry, two hundred thousand dollars on the line, winner takes all. That is the stupidest idea I've heard in a long time. I'm just kidding. I've heard much dumber, but I know I don't like that at all. <clears throat> top heavy payouts are top heavy payouts are good for marketing and really bad for players. Like really bad. Most people just don't realize it. <clears throat> Abracadabra! Instead of one competition for fifty dollars, make the threshold in all ten rare competitions with five dollars each, so people need more teams to compete. But every entry has a little threshold as a bonus reward. So like, that's literally what I'm saying, except you need to beat other people instead of a number. And sometimes that number will be less than the threshold and you'll still win. And even if it's not $5 and 10 rare competitions, we don't have that many. Actually, do we? All-Star, America, Asia, Challenger, Champion, EU, Second Division, U23, Cap 220, 240, 270. How about that? All right. You got me. Jesper said, when Threshold is an All-Star, the better the L15, the more money they were worth. Yeah. Like, the better players were worth more money. Absolutely. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> Vita said loot boxes, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, reward boxes are participation trophies in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. But instead of hoping your Peruvian defender does 100, you expect your loot box to do the trick. Skazma, <laughs> you weren't kidding. You do want $200,000 for first place. Oh, sorry. Brose, but which one is more important? Higher prices for premium cards, increasing revenue, or decreasing expenses, aka the threshold? I think, I think increasing revenue and higher prices for premium cards is more important than decreasing expenses right now. Laird is the only player, the only person to say my name right in years. Jesper? Finally got one, guys. Finally got a name right. Camel Case, I definitely get that removing the threshold does not mean removing the cat mode, but I do think seeing a definite cash threshold is a big draw for marketing for new users. So I actually don't agree. Uh, that, that's not what I don't agree. The... The, um, sorry, I got distracted by something there. I don't think new users or potential users come on the platform because of the threshold. And yes, so Chani, thank you. He said, I don't think any new person joining SoRare has a clue about thresholds until they play the game. So they start, they hear about SoRare, they join, they play the amateurs, maybe they buy a limited card, maybe because of rivals, but they then they play the specialist or whatever the hell they call those, the introductory tournaments now. And then they're like, man, this game is fun. Let me go on YouTube. What's on so rare? And everyone talks about the threshold. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, maybe I'll do that. They're like, I wonder what else you can do. Let me check the next video, how to win at the threshold eight threshold players who were perfect for MLS threshold player. Everything's like, that's all we talk about. And the reason we talk about it, we meaning like so rare content creators is because right now it's the best way to make money on the site. And you're almost doing like a disservice to people. If you're like, I know like, so that threshold is the easiest way to play, the easiest way to like win on the site, but, but go play like a, challenger that's better like nobody's going to do that and so if there are incentives to play the other competitions that are better than the cap 240 like that's what we'll talk about <sighs> thank you johnny daniel said wait we get new users i thought so rare was dying at least that's what twitter told me yeah yeah Chani said, unless it's word of mouth advertising from a buddy that explains how easy he's making $50 twice a week, which is true. And also, most people are not making $50 twice a week or once a week. Most people don't get there. Yes, we said the only people who come in and play threshold straight away are those who have been brought on by the threshold farmers. Agreed. And he said, I remember telling my friends how easy it was to make 50 pounds twice a week, or euro, excuse me, with thresholds back when you could use a common goalkeeper. And they said, quote, that site must be a scam. Nanzo said, yes, please keep everyone talking about the thresholds. Don't come compete over here. So like, 
I mean, we all come at Nanzo anyway, but that's the point. Like, you don't, like, fantasy sports are about, like, winning as much as you can. And winning in sports means beating other people. It doesn't mean beating a number. Even when you beat a number, it's like a time, and it's somebody's time. You know, like, it's, or distance, or whatever. It's somebody else is doing it. And so just coming in here and being like, I just need to score 280. I don't want to do any better than that. I don't need to. Like that, like imagine that. The, the people who like win cap 240, actually, the so yeah, the people win cap 240, who finish first. What, what was the score for last weekend? I'll even go to limited because that score was probably absurd. Cap 240 limited. Oh, this is the midweek. Excuse me. Fuck. Jeez. Oh, no, that's all-star. That's still a wild score. 550. Donnarumma, Marquinhos, Rodri, Luke de Jong, and Mbappe. I love that lineup. Luke de Jong. Anyway, Cap 240 scored 480 points. 200 more than what you need. And you won five bucks. Who's that? Levakovich, Davies, Palacios, Chuomeni, and Jonathan David. Wow. Silly line. How does that fit? <sighs> Sorare Simru? Simru? I don't know. Don't forget the thresholds farmers' wives who make up 20% of the users. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Daniel Cooper said, that's why we stagger tier the threshold, higher incentive at the top end, but overall less paid out. So that's just reducing costs though. That's still not like staggering it. And again, 240, 240 is just not the place for it. Quinny says, cap 240 is just the best place, the best place to build base camp recontent on Threshy. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, fundamentally, I think we need to, oh, wow. So this word, C-Y-M-R-U, is Cymru, Cymru. It's Welsh for Wales, so so rare, Wales. I mean, Cymru. Oh, I see it now, I guess. Harry Trades would know that. Vita, what about Champ 240? Just trying to be an ass. No. No. Actually, I don't think it's that bad of an idea. But nobody, I mean, I think there was a time where we actually thought that could happen like cap modes in each individual competition, like challenger 240. And, but like, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it's a game mode that people want to play or are like dying to play. Um, so there's that. 
Chani said, when show about how bad super rare rewards are and how progressing in there is worthless. So what if you could win more cash? How about that? What if you could win more cash in super rare competitions and it would incentivize people to want better super rares? And then the value of the good super rares goes up. And then when you win a tier one, you don't get some shit box that you, we've all been winning recently. We've all haven't won a super rare in a while. Now that's not true. Actually cap 220 month long, just sold them too, or traded it. <clears throat> ZM star said, I think people would also be happier not winning cash. If card rewards were better, that needs to be fixed before redistributing the money. So I was going to say, I think that's a little bit of a chicken in the egg, but it's not like, I think the cash. I think the cash comes first. And I, I actually disagree with you that people would be happier winning, that they would be happier not winning cash if the card rewards were better because cash allows you to win, basically get what you want. And don't get me wrong, I love card rewards. And if cards were like more valuable, we're only really happy that they're better because we can sell them to buy what we want. But I think fundamentally, the cash comes first. And, and I'm, I'm willing to be convinced otherwise, but the cash rewards then push prices up of better cards. And then when you win those better cards, they're worth more and you're more excited about them. And it goes from there. Hilo said, what if they had a monthly quarterly leaderboard that took all of your scores combined in that period and then pays out X amount among like 10,000 places with this entice people to play all comps. I, I don't think, I don't think you should be forced to play all comps. And I, like, I think it's okay if you want to say, instead of mediocre lineups in champ challenger, U23 and Asia, I just want to play Asia. Like, I think that that should be okay. But you're like, but, I, but I'm going to have the best Asia players and cards. And so that's what, yeah, I think it, it's more like that. The, the month-long stuff is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Jose said, can this be the last discussion of thresholds? Can this beating a dead horse topic finally be over? I don't think we're remotely close to finishing this like community discussion. Um, because I don't think we have a solution yet. Jose said, if they move threshold to a cap 270 or 300 comp, it would in fact increase price for more premium cards and make it more difficult to hit. Right, so... So, but just like think of the community reaction to that. Hey, we're moving this to cap 270, 300, and it's harder to get now. Like, I, that's a t really tough sell to me, convincing people that that's okay. Like the, the point of the redistribution and having the number of payouts, meaning the number of people get paid out as a big number, is it makes people think, they can get it. And maybe they can. 
but it's like just think of the reaction if if they were like, hey, we're gonna keep thresh threshold stay, and we're gonna do in cap two cap three hundred now. Um, does it really change anything for the people who are playing? Like, if the number goes up, now it's harder to play, and now it's but. If instead they're like, we instead of paying cash to 80 people in All-Star, we're going to pay 3,000. You'd be like, oh, I might be able to finish top 3,000. And you go from there. Johnny said it could have been over if they gave us a detailed roadmap in early January as promised. Yeah, today's January 17th. I think February is what they said, right, for the announcement? I don't know. Vita says, until there's an actual announcement, not the announcement of an announcement or the tweet of an announcement, people will keep theory crafting the ideal gameplay structure, and that seems healthy. I agree. I actually think that this is a decent exercise for a lot of people to do. And I mean, you can see how much I half-assed it just trying to, I mean, how ugly this spreadsheet is. Go look at Scosmo's write-up. That thing was professional. I'm just looking. And frankly, so this was also 116,000. We still have uh, you know, $84,000 to spend. Who gets it? Again, just rare competitions. Manzo said it's no coincidence that when they switched to pegging cash rewards to fiat from ETH when ETH was 1,000, that card price is tanked. Um did they? I didn't even notice. Is that when it happened? Johnny said, all we know is if you're buying cards right now, it probably should be champion ones. I don't disagree, but also if you don't want to play champ, then you don't have to. Brazil says, Scosmo should tweet his link out or where can I find it? He, yeah, hold on. I'll find it. In tweet, way to go, Scosmo. So if anybody is interested, interested, excuse me, it's uh, at so rare Scosmo. And in his pinned tweet is the whole breakdown. So rare 2.0. And it's, I mean, if you want to theory craft or you're interested in somebody theory, theory crafting, Scosmo's got you covered. Full disclosure, I didn't even read all of it. Actually, I think I read all the text and I skipped all the charts, which probably took longer than the text, but it's all there. I mean, this is like real deal. This is like he is trying to become the new COO of Sawyer football or something. And he said, Sawyer 2.0 sucks. I want 3.0. Skozer, uh, I am following him. That was the Sawyer data um, um, account that I was on for there. Rose said getting rid of thresholds would be a much harder and probably impossible sell. See, I disagree. I think if you can make it very clear of how many people are winning thresholds and how many people are could would win if they just played it in other things, like I think it's there. Um, yeah. Vita said that was a great read, way more detailed than I anticipated. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Let me just drop it in the chat too.
I sold my 1200 pound champ Europe team when I got five decisives and won a $20 tier five. Why? I mean, you got plenty of other opportunities. Why would you just sell it after one? I don't know. Um, sorry, just, oh, I was looking at the fact that I won my rivals matchup here in uh, the Morocco match. <clears throat> Speaking of that, I have a Nayef Agard uh, rare card and decided not to play it in rivals so that I could play another common lineup, play against another common lineup, which seems really, really weird. My solution, cap 240 threshold being an auction credit. <clears throat> so I think the general expectation is that most people keep money on the site. And an auction credit doesn't save SoRare any money whatsoever. Um, that's the problem, is that they're either giving you $50 in cash and you're using that on an auction, or they're giving you a $50 credit and you're using that on the auction. But either way, they're not making any money on that auction. They're just using their money to give you a card. And then ETH rewards increase in the top 50 comp. How about more? How about top 500? Johnny said, if everyone gets auction credits, who brings the cash for buys off of the secondary? Um, you, you have to deposit. Yeah. Congo, Zambia coming up. Oh, when is that? I'm going to miss it, aren't I? Three o'clock? Oh, we got an hour. Let's go. I mean, I'm definitely playing that. And substitute cap 270 for a comp called floor 300 when your team has to have a cap above 300. What, like, why even... It's just all-star. Just make it all-star. Like, why do, Why are we having... There's no, the, the cap doesn't do anything other than makes it... The cap 300 is a whale competition. That's what it is. Tom Brinson said, if I win an auction credit and want to withdraw, I'm simply using that credit to buy a card then selling that card for cash and ETH. Yeah. I think a lot of people would do that. And then prices go down. Um... Bobby said, we have auction credits in NBA and people hate it with a passion. So I th I think that the, the credits that are in NBA are different than what people are suggesting for football, that they're, they want a true, like a true credit. They don't want a coupon and NBA is a coupon. It's like, Hey, here's $10. Uh, as long as you spend it on a card that costs more than $10, so you're actually paying some for yourself. Oh, and it can't be more than $2, you know, 25% of the value of the card. It's, it's like an insult. Um, yeah, it's an insult, to be honest. Like I genuinely felt insulted that they were like, congratulations, you won. And you just need to spend $10 to get your reward. It was like, I wasn't planning on buying anything anyway. Uh, maybe that's a me problem. But I actually don't think credits, either secondary market or auction credits, are in, are fundamentally any different than ETH or or cash rewards. And the 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 emotional reaction to not getting cash anymore isn't worth it. 
Vita says, crazy idea. Let's just assume every new idea that was only tested on NBA was the reason for their doom and avoid it for football. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to touch that one. I, I do... I do think that the new, oh, I wasn't, I didn't talk about new season cards. Um, I say that as if I have somewhere to go and anybody cares how long I talk here. Um, <clears throat> so the new season idea, service said an auction credit does save so rare some money, but it's nowhere close to one, one for one. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, and Nanzo said a credit instead of a tier three, four, and five would make for a better user experience. I, I really, I really don't think it does. At least the way that they've done it in NBA, it, it's really, really bad. And and I, I, I actually think most people, particularly newer users, would rather win tier three, four, and five cards because they're they're at a point where like winning anything is fun. Um, so the new season thing. I think Sean has said it a few times as well, but this idea of like, you have to use a new season card to enter certain competitions and that kind of ensures that new season cards are being purchased. Um, and so I get it as a money maker. Um, I don't know if all competitions, like I think that so rare, would need to find like a different, oh, kind of what they did with the Premier League thing. They just need to find like a different contest for you to go in because they really dug themselves into one with the whole oh, use your cards forever. And you benefit from holding cards in the game, you know, with XP gains and stuff like that. And so telling people that they, that their 2018 Hans Van Aken is on level 20 can't be used is a real like it really goes against what they've said over the last five years. And maybe they're just like, all right, we're, we're just screw you. We're going to do it anyway. But I don't know the, the use of new cards. Like I, I liked what they did, like use new cards to win cash. Like that makes sense to me. Like win, use old cards to win new cards, use new cards to win cash. I think they just need to be more transparent about the contest plans so that, excuse me, so that they can use, so that people know what's happening. Because right now, they, right now they just, they just don't do anything. Um, <clears throat> Nanzo, Nanzo, excuse me, Daniel and Vita are talking about selling bad cards. So like if Cap220 had cash payouts, maybe those crap cards are a little more valuable. Maybe, but also they're crap cards. Maybe like they should be illiquid. Not every card has to be, you know, possibly worth a thousand dollars one day. <clears throat> Service said, I agree there's a difference between a credit and a coupon. I thought you were using them interchangeably, but if you're not a credit could have some interesting applications. Coupons suck. Yeah. So I think they, they, what they call a credit right now is really a coupon. I don't think it's a credit. And so, I mean, I I don't think 
the the, res- the response from the community, the negative response from the community is worth the hassle of changing cash payouts to credits if the if the cost is not that different. Jesper said, if I knew about new season cards being required for some tournaments, I 100% would have saved some funds for when new cards got released. Yeah. Just tell us. Just like let us know, hey, we're going to do two of these Premier League competitions every year. And there, there is a humongous supply distribution change that has to happen with that. Like you can't say everyone needs to have one, two, three, four, five new season cards when you take forever to actually sell all those cards. So it's it's a huge change to how they distribute. And we've kind of talked about that before. I think it was Maxime who said it. Um, and Trip and B, Danny Brams has also brought this up a bunch of times of like day one of the season, like release every card when they when you are ready to release the season. Just make them all available on instant buys or an auction sum or whatever, but let the market immediately decide how much all of those cards are worth. <clears throat> um, answer your question why I sold my Champ Europe team because I can win double the prize for a Cap 240 team costing half the price. Yeah. I think that's bad. It's good for you. But I think that's bad for the the whole the whole platform. Abercadabra said, "If a credit, it must work for the secondary market as well. Secondary market got some hits with the last few changes." Yeah, no, I agree. We're also seeing the secondary market get blasted by instant buys, which are so high, so high. Like the the instant buy from rivals, it's crazy how high some of these card prices are going for versus the floor. Like there, I saw one the other yesterday. It might've been this morning. I forget who the player was, unfortunately. But like the second last secondary market sale was like $8 and an instant buy was 21. And those people have probably had no idea that there's even a secondary market, let alone a secondary market that is less than half the price of what Sower is trying to sell cards for. And that's not to say I think instant buys are bad. I actually think they're fantastic. But man, do people need to, they'll learn, they'll learn. We all have to just learn. Um, Diad said, I'm holding off buying the rest of my MLS cards because of the fear they'll introduce new season card requirements for competitions like the direction they headed with the NBA. I don't think that's bad. I think that's okay. Some people just like the new ones. And they like the... The fact that they all automatically get a 5% bonus. These MLS cards, the new ones will be 3D. So we got that. Um, yeah. Nanzo said the new season card requirement is short-sighted. The market will price in the fact that bought cards have even less sell-on value. So what if, I think the, I, I know exactly what you're saying and you're right. You're right. But then basically what happens, like the, the old, the fact that you can use old cards to win new cards, feel like they should still at least hold most of their value because those are the cards that then let you. But again, I think that's to for new competitions. Like I don't think that they should make a 
new card requirement for their existing competitions. But obviously, when they once they have new competitions, they're going to want to push those instead. Vita said, "Imagine if you could buy during a game." Yeah, that would. I thought about that. Yes, literally yesterday. Um, Skysmo said, "The craziest thing is the guy who bought the twenty dollars one had a six hundred limited card limited gallery. That is crazy." Mike Basson said, it's not like you get collection collection bonus for rivals either. Yeah, I don't think you're buying it. Like that's, it's almost the start of it. Not the, like you're not benefiting immediately from the collection bonus, but at some point they're gonna be like, hey, you know how you bought those three cards? Well, now they're part of a collection. And when you play our So Rare Pro game, now you already have a leg up. Jesper said, that's true. As soon as they come off auction, they depreciate so much quicker. Yeah, it's like a car. As soon as you drive away, it's worth a 10th of it. Obviously, they should balance the requirement for new season cards. I think four is a lot. Four for the limited one did seem like a lot. I considered buying some for the Premier League comp for the last two weeks. I talked about that on limited time only last week, I think. And yeah, four is a lot. I agree. Um, but also, you don't have to enter that competition. You could just buy four old season cards and play champion. And obviously, it's more competitive and you can't win as much cash. But I don't know. I think that's not necessarily a solution, but um, Soros Cosmo just looked and that person bought the whole Molly stack on instant buy. So they built their lineup and Soros was like, hey, would you like to upgrade? And it was like, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, I see people already retweeting Scosmo's uh, article. Love it. Yeah. What? I think that's all I got actually today. Daniel said, I don't know about super rare and unique, but if new season cards become a mainstream requirement, I'd like to see two in limited and rare. As somebody who doesn't buy a lot of new cards, and I win fuck all these days anyway, so it's, but you're right. That's probably the right number. Sorry for cursing. Um, yeah. And then he got matched against Sean Hernando and got crushed. <laughs> they need, they, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. If you guys haven't seen yesterday's show, it was me, Sean, and, Gator guy talking about how the game doesn't really work right now because you're better off not buying cards. That's rivals. Sorry, rivals. But Nanzo has every card, so he's perfectly content with it. Um, Daniel Cooper says, I have 281 23 24 season cards. That's 281 is a lot of cards for any season. So, like a gallery of new cards. That's a lot. Um, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to once again ask if anybody has any more uh, data that you think we should look at. I have some ideas. I'll obviously talk to Vita about it as well. Um, but if you have any other things that you think we should look at, uh, just let me know. In the, you can just leave a comment below. Hit me up on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird. And we'll just see where that goes because 
I think it's a conversation that we're going to keep having. Sorry to, I forget who it was earlier. Was it Brose Canseco? Sorry to Brose because um, I think it's going to keep going and mostly because I'm going to keep going. So anyway, thanks for everyone for coming. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Andy for Sawyer Andrews on the Sawyer Data Show. And then on Friday, we'll see what happens there as well. So thank you, everyone, and uh, good luck in Rivals.